0: Hey, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is Christiana Reed.
1: And Jessica Miller.
0: And we're missing our expressive today.
1: Oh, Uh, Miss Taylor.
0: Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Taylor's the expressive one. We're the analytical ones. This whole podcast may
1: be so monotone. Don't even know. You're welcome, guys. We'll try and like jazz up our voices for you. Yeah, we'll spruce it up. We'll be a little faker than normal.
0: (laughs) Sometimes put on our uh,
1: fake voices. Yeah,
0: when I edit these, I'm like, man, I gotta really step up my game. I'm so monotone. (laughs) No wonder all my clients give me that feedback. Makes sense.
1: But we'll we'll try and be exciting for you guys.
0: We do have an exciting topic, or at least we think it's exciting because we nerd out about this, and we have nerded out about this for years, actually. So Mm -hmm. long time. Yes. Uh, We are talking about minimalism today and the psychology Mm -hmm. behind it. Because, you know, everybody's out there condo marring
1: right now and No, Marie condoing. Condo <laughs> <laughs> maring.
0: <laughs> I like it.
1: I love that so much.
0: I like it. Uh, yeah, we're whichever way cone you want cone marring.
1: It. It's cone marring or the Marie condo method, I think, are the two things.
0: It makes sense to me that it's Condo Mar. Um, (laughs) But, you know, people are out there doing those things because it's on Netflix right now, the documentary, Tidying Up with Marie Mm -hmm. Kondo. Uh, There's also been this idea of capsule wardrobes for a few years. I have a capsule Mm -hmm. wardrobe. I have for a
1: few years. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So we're going to dig into that stuff in a little bit, and kind of tell you our experience with it. But. First, we want to kind of talk about the psychology behind minimalism and why we feel it can be actually a really healthy thing for your mental health.
1: First, we want to talk about how decluttering your mind is a really positive thing to help you stay happy and to stay in a more meaningful space in your life. Because the more clutter that we have around us, the more stressed we're going to feel. And that goes for our mental psychology too. And so, We're really looking at this minimizing as the more you minimize your space, the more you will minimize your head space. And that's going to be a really positive thing for you. You'll think clearer, you'll be more productive, you'll be happier, all of that kind of stuff.
0: Exactly. Let's talk about how we can declutter our mind. I think that's a really important skill to have. Because if we have so much going on in our head, we're thinking in so many different directions, we're going to be in a constant state of overwhelm. And that's Mm -hmm. not good for our self-esteem, our anxiety, our relationships. You know, if we're constantly moving from thing to thing to thing, we're not intentional about specific things. We're just kind of spread thin. So how do we do that? How do we minimize mentally? And I think it's about, you know, kind of trying to get rid of our thinking errors, trying yeah. to just focus on reality and not be... Rather than all of the yeah. things
1: that you make up in your mind that you mm-hmm. think are real, but they aren't.
0: Yeah. And practicing a little mindfulness, not being so focused on the past and not being so focused in the future and mm-hmm. focusing on the here and now because... If I'm waking up and I'm already stressed about the things I need to do three weeks from now, I'm already going to be stressed for three
1: weeks. For three weeks. Yeah. (laughs) I call this the back of the mind stress. Mm -hmm. It's the stuff that you don't realize is wearing you down, but it is. It's just collecting in the back of your mind and you have to realize that you're dealing with it whether you think you are or not.
0: Right. Maybe a way to kind of visualize this. Is something that Jessica and I practiced when we were in grad school. So when we were really stressed, we'd grab a little notebook. And I had a little like three by five card notebook that was spiral bound. Yeah, we bought those for this this purpose.
1: purpose. Yeah.
0: And we would draw a quote unquote plate on it. So like basically just a circle.
1: Yeah, spoiler alert. It was just a circle.
0: (laughs) And we would write... Everything in that circle that was on our plate. So everything that we were Mm -hmm. stressed about, worried about, everything we had to do that day. So down to like working out or eating breakfast, eating lunch, eating dinner, everything we had to do and everything we were worried about. So all that back of the mind stress Jessica was talking about. Mm -hmm. And then we would go through and we would circle just a few things that we knew we had to get done and maybe that we had to worry about like maybe we did have to worry about the test that we had coming up in two days because we had to start studying for it but everything else that was not circled we would just not let our minds worry about or think about that day
1: Mm -hmm. and you can use taylor did a guided imagery with you guys before of a river where you can kind of like have your thoughts going down the river and you can kind of do that with the plate mm-hmm. after. So you choose what things you want to focus on. And then you kind of visualize everything else going downriver mm-hmm. and letting go of it and not worrying about it. Because really, our mind is only meant to focus on a few things at mm-hmm. once. Like there's been so many studies that show that we can't actually multitask like we think we can. You're just jumping from one thing to another. You're not actually doing two things at the same time. And so really you wanna get your worries and your to-do list down to just a few things. And then as soon as you get that thing done, as soon as that test is over with, you have room on your plate for another thing. Mm -hmm. so you can bring something from the river to your main focus. But you have to realize that you can't do 45 things like are on your plate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's just impossible. And you're going to be so bogged down trying to do 45 things. And you won't even realize that you are.
0: Yeah. You fill out that plate and you're suddenly like, oh, that is everything I was oh carrying my around in my yeah. mind. It can be crazy. Yeah. But it's a yeah. really good exercise. And then so you circle your however many things that you've pared down and then Mm -hmm. you just put your notebook away and you don't worry about all the other stuff just floating around on that plate. This was really helpful to me in grad school because my mom had been diagnosed with cancer and Mm -hmm. it was incredibly stressful and I was constantly worried about that. But then doing this exercise, I, I wouldn't circle that because it was one of those things where it was like, if I'm so focused on that all day, I'm going to be so distracted. I'm going to have so much catastrophizing going on. I'm going to be thinking the worst and it's not going to help me focus on the things that I have to get done today that are actually going to help my stress, which will then help me be a better daughter and support person for my mom. So
1: So then you can focus on instead of like you said, focusing on that negative of worrying about your mom, you can put something on your plate like call mom later and see Mm -hmm. how she's doing, which is a productive thing to do instead of just like, well, yeah, I'm going to worry about what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What if this happens? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you just drain all the energy out of your day.
0: Right, exactly. So, so therapeutic for me to do that exercise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now that we know that minimalism can actually apply to us mentally. Let's get into how that can help us just with materialism and the things that we can tangibly do to then help ourselves mentally. Jessica and I are big fans of a book called Goodbye Things.
1: Yep, it's by Fumio Sasaki, who is a Japanese man, and it's the, the subtitle is The New Japanese Minimalism. So this book is in thirds, and it really goes into the why we should minimize, how we should minimize. And then at the end, he talks about the effect that minimizing has had on his life. And I, after doing a lot of minimizing, saw a lot of those same effects of like, my mind became more decluttered because my space was more decluttered. Because I had a fundamental shift from I need things, things will make my life good, to my life can be good with no things, I just have to change my perspective. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that totally worked for me. And that was what I really liked about Goodbye Things, Mm -hmm. is that it was all about shifting that perspective. And then I think that the Marie Kondo book is really great for teaching you also how to minimize like, hey, start here, do your clothes. Hey, then go do your papers and whatnot. But there's a lot more to be learned about how positive it can be on your life.
0: The book Goodbye Things really gets into why materialism is toxic. And mm-hmm. we live in a society where it's all about having the new thing and having the best thing. And we're constantly yeah. bombarded with that on TV, on billboards, just our coworkers have who have the latest and greatest tech gadget and you know you can't even listen to a podcast without hearing you know a product being pushed onto you we're just constantly in this state of you don't have the latest and greatest and you need more things and that can bog us down it can just make things not simple and it can hurt our self-esteem because yes money And things can help life be better to a point. And then once you reach that point, the payoff isn't helpful to your mental health and your physical health anymore.
1: And what I liked about the book, Goodbye Things, that the really, for me, the biggest point that drove minimalism home for me was he talked about being honest with ourselves about why we need our things. Mm -hmm. And really, it almost always comes down to we want to be impressive to other people, even though other people aren't in our homes every day looking at our stuff. But we think, well, if someone ever comes over, then I want to have all of my books out so they can be like, oh, she reads really good books. Or when I get dressed, I want to have all these options because I want to be able to choose the perfect outfit so that people will think, wow, she's really well dressed. And so when I was reading the book, I was really obsessed with buying a new car because in my infertile phase, I was like, well, if I can't have a baby, I'll have a new car. And when I read this book, I was like, oh, I want a car to prove to people that I'm an adult because I can't prove it by having a child. But when I read this book, I realized I am an adult, whether I have a car or a child or anything, I am a person and I don't need to prove it to anyone. And no one cares what car I drive, like I care, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be like, look at my impressive car. But everyone else is like, it's just a car, Jessica, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it really is digging deep and realize what, what's our need that is being fulfilled by our things and is it a need that we need to have I guess is how we would say that because really no I don't need to be impressive to other people I just need to be okay with who I am and it's easier to be okay with who I am when I'm not putting on this pretense of I'm so stylish and I'm so perfect and I get all of my stuff done and I have a beautiful house and I decorated it impeccably and all of this stuff. You know, it's better to be simple and be able to connect with people rather than putting on this front of I need stuff to feel good about myself.
0: I think that's so interesting how you said that you figured out that need because that really you do really have to dig deep and be willing to look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. So. In the book, he gives a really good example that I resonated with totally. He talks about how Mm -hmm. we've all experienced minimalism when we are packing for a trip because we have our little carry-on or maybe we're paying that $25 ridiculous ridiculous. fee to check our bag. And we're kind of paring down our things to just last us through our trip. So we're picking out our favorite clothes from our closet. We're picking out what book we want to bring with us. We're picking out mm-hmm. what's going to go in our little backpack that we're carrying on. And we're kind of excited because we're going on this trip and we're living a simpler life for however long. So we get to our hotel and it's kind of enjoyable to just live out of a suitcase mm-hmm. for, you know, this amount of time because our yep. options are fewer, and we just
1: feel pretty good about that. And- well, and you have to make do, right? Yeah. Like, when I go to get dressed in New York, I have what I have. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy to choose the best thing out of what I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be happy in that rather than, like, overwhelmed with our entire closet and whatnot.
0: Exactly. So it
1: really is just, just like it's more satisfying to get ready because you only have your favorite stuff.
0: Yeah, and then so we're kind of experiencing that high of, oh, this feels really good to just lead a simpler life for now. But then, you know, we get all our souvenirs, we cram those new clothes or whatever we bought into our carry-on again, Mm -hmm. and we come back home. And then that suitcase just stays there unpacked for days because it's overwhelming. Thinking of putting our new things and the things we already had back in our cluttered closet or hanging something on the wall that we bought, like it's just mm-hmm. overwhelming again. And yep. just kind of going through that, you know, visual of, oh man, I felt so good at this one point when things are simpler too. Oh wow, I feel overwhelmed again because I have a lot of things. And so the point of that kind of mental guided imagery is, okay, you felt better when things were simpler, and that can be your life all the time.
1: Right. You don't have to have all of the stuff that you have.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Jessica, why don't you talk to us a little bit about you doing capsule wardrobes and how Mm -hmm. that helps your
1: mental health? I really, I got into minimizing four years ago, which I know because it was when I got married. (laughs) It's really easy to like pinpoint the time. That was when I first read Marie Kondo's book. And then this like trend was sweeping the blogging world, which was capsule wardrobe. So I did my first capsule wardrobe when we lived in our crappy housing at college. And it was so refreshing. So basically, what you do is you pull out all of your clothes. And then you only have 40 items per season. And so you get rid of, not get, well you do, you get rid of a ton of stuff, but then you also pack away the different seasons and then you just have a small collection of clothes that are appropriate for that season. So basically what happened when I capsuled my wardrobe was I limited my options significantly because we're not talking about like you have 40 shirts and pants. We're talking about 40 items total, like with your shoes, dresses, shirts. The only thing that doesn't count towards your limit is exercise clothes. So guess where the first time I did it, I was like, well, that could be an exercise shirt. That could be an exercise shirt. (laughs) But now I've like actually... That down too because you realize that you don't need all of this stuff over time. But what happens is you only have those 40 items and they all kind of go together in some way, right? Because you know, jeans go with a ton of shirts, you have a couple of pairs of pants, and then you have a couple of dresses, skirts, and you make sure that you have like outfits and whatnot. But what happens is it then pushes you to be creative and when you get dressed, but it also is really valuable because you're only keeping items that fit you really well and that you feel good in. And so ironically, when I got rid of tons of my clothes, I felt way more confident and positive every day as I got dressed. I would come to my closet instead of feeling overwhelmed and not even knowing what was in there and wanting to wear a shirt but knowing that it wouldn't fit me, things like that, you come to your closet and it looks really beautiful because there's just a few things in there. You can easily see what you have and you're going to feel good in every item because you specifically chose it because you feel good in it. Mm -hmm. And so I get dressed. I feel confident. I feel great. I go to work. I go to, you know, wherever people go (laughs) and you feel really great about yourself, which is awesome. Rather than, Oh my gosh. I wish that I could be wearing that or I'm wearing this, but it kind of fits me weird or I'm just wearing it because I haven't done my laundry. And so I'm getting to the back of my closet. So I'm wearing stuff I hate. It's just like makes life a lot easier. And so you can see how getting rid of clothes that I didn't like, and that I wasn't connected to led to me feeling better about my body and myself Mm -hmm. every day. And so I would leave the house and I would feel great about myself. And really what you'll find is that you were probably doing this all along, right? We buy new stuff and then we just wear that new stuff over and over and over again because we like it. But the idea is that instead of just constantly buying new stuff, you're just getting like one or two new pieces a season. So you don't need to constantly be buying new clothes,
0: Yeah, it makes you intentional about your shopping, right? Because once you've done all that, when you're shopping, you're just going to be more like, "Okay, do I really need that? And do I really love it? Mm -hmm. And does it fit me really well?" Because I got so caught up in, you know, always bargain hunting, and if I saw a shirt that was like five dollars, it was like, "Oh, that's a great deal!" And I'm going to buy three of them, and you know, Mm -hmm. one of every color. And yep, then my closet was full of you know, things that were ill-fitting or weren't great quality and would last me a couple of months. So Mm -hmm. it kind of just forces you to be really intentional about how you're going about it. And I think it looks a little different for everybody. So if you're the personality that gets really fixated on numbers and numbers aren't Mm -hmm. good for you, don't put a limit on it. Don't put a, okay, a a 40 item limit. Maybe you don't even count yours and you just have what fits in your closet. And
1: And what you feel good about, mm -hmm.
0: yeah. And then I think the same goes for other things. Like in Goodbye Things, he talks about how he doesn't have books anymore. And he just does everything
1: electronically.
0: But I think for Mm -hmm. some people, that's not going to be for you. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: not comfortable. It's a comfort to have a physical book. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, And that's how I am. Like, I'm not going to get rid of all my books that I've had for years that I just love, but maybe I'm going to donate the books that I read one time and I'd never read again because I didn't really like it and mm-hmm. they're still on my shelf. You know, maybe that's what I'm going to donate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I really, for me, any book that I can get at the library, I'm willing to take off my shelf and donate so that someone else can read it and enjoy it. Or I'll share it with a friend and be like, Hey, When you're done, pass it along to someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. because for me, if I can get out of the library, then I don't need to keep it physically in my house. Mm -hmm. But there are books, aka Harry Potter, that I (laughs) always need to have the physical copies in my house because I will just randomly pick up a Harry Potter book and read it when I feel sad. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so for me, that's where I say, okay, I have to have these books, but like, do I need I don't know, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, like, do I need the fourth book from The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which my friend gave me, so I haven't gotten (laughs) rid of it because that's sentimental, right? Mm -hmm. But am I picking that up and reading it all the time? No, Mm -hmm. and probably someone else could get more enjoyment out of it now. And if I ever wanted to reread it, I could get it from the library, that kind of thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and it all goes back to just simplifying your home to just be filled with the things that do bring you joy so you talked about how when you're sad sometimes you'll just pick up a harry potter book that brings Mm -hmm. you joy but you're not going to go over to that bookshelf and pick up the sisterhood of the traveling pants book
1: unless i love the sisterhood of the traveling pants Mm -hmm. right but if i don't it's just not going to be the book i choose
0: Yeah. yeah and that made me think of some things that Martin Seligman has said, he's the father of positive psychology and Mm -hmm. he talks about how there's three types of happy lives. So a pleasant life, a good life and a meaningful life. And so according to him, if you're wanting to achieve a meaningful life, if you are decluttering and striving for a simple living experience, that's going to help you get there. He just talks a lot about how we need to take a step back and become aware of our activities, pay attention to our surroundings and our thoughts about our behavior, and then determine what's important to you. And then you invest in that and you cut away everything else that's not adding value to your life because he's just found by studying people and lifestyles that the simple life brings meaning. It's not about all the extra fluff and all the extra clutter. That's the stuff that's just Mm -hmm. going to stress you out and distract you from what's actually important. It's distracting from your relationships and your relationship with yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to get into some takeaways now. So our first idea for you guys is to practice the plate meditation. Really take a moment every day maybe for a week and see how it works for you to write down all of the things on your to-do list and all of those worries that you have and then choose three things to focus on and don't add anything to your plate until you have gotten rid of those three things until you've really worked through it or you've finished the task and take a moment every day to do that so that you're simplifying what your mind is thinking about
0: awesome And then the next one is to just look at what the deeper thing is that's going on. Like how Jessica talked about her feeling like she needed a new car was really just because she felt like she needed to prove that she's an adult to people. So Mm. just taking a look at what's really going on underneath it and try to unpack that and work on it.
1: Yeah. And then our last takeaway is go ahead and start minimizing some things in your life, whether that's mentally or physically. But we want you to start with maybe something easy, like going through the pictures on your phone and deleting the ones that you don't need anymore, or going through all the apps and saying, oh, I haven't used this app in like four years since I got my phone. I'm going to delete that. Or go through all of your clothing, and say okay what do I actually wear and what makes me feel good when I wear it and get rid of everything else because there's no reason to keep things in your closet if it doesn't fit and you don't feel good because that's very symbolic right of feeling bad about yourself Mm -hmm. so just don't do that so start there start wherever you want but try and figure out a way that you can minimize your mental clutter and your physical clutter cheese yeah goodbye
0: thanks for joining us today we want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about we want you to have a voice in this process so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes you can email us at thoughtspod@gmail.com, at gmail.com and if you search thoughts pod you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter all original music is composed by Milan Friage from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.
1: Blue Bears. Blue Bears.
0: Okay. Minimalize.
1: Min- minimalizing.
0: Minimalizing. Little bit.
1: So the first third is about why we should minimalize. Then he teaches it, you how sorry, to minimize. is it
0: minimize or minimalize?
1: Oh my gosh, you're right. Minimize. Because minimalize is not a word. Okay.